Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome in Red, White and Bills. This is the pregame show for the Bills versus the Chiefs. Um, I just wanted to take a minute. And this is very hard for me. Um, I appreciate all the, the love and support when I'm going through this tough time. You know, I lost a very, very close friend of mine uh, to a tragic accident in the last couple of days. And I know he wouldn't want me to to not continue doing what, am I, what I'm doing and not to do it in the honor of him. And uh, I'm sorry I'm not as excited or motivated like I usually am. But I'm, I'm trying my best because I know that's what he would want. And, you know, just I ask that you guys keep his fiance and his family in your thoughts and prayers. And, you know, he was – I'll just take a minute to talk about him before I get into the game. He was a guy that – he would give the shirt off his back to anybody without even asking a question. He had to smile. He had to smile and this, this laugh that would just fill your heart with love. And I just miss him so much. So rest in peace, Andrew Maestas and uh, you know, God bless his family and you know, his soul and um, for them to get through this difficult time. And I'm sorry, I had to get emotional, but I just wanted to explain to you what's going on with me as to why I not, may not be seeming like myself. And I just know that he would want me to be doing this. And uh, I just, I, I have to do it and for his honor. So this, this, especially this video is, is dedicated to, to Andrew and for the life he lived. And he did, he was, he accomplished so much and he was such an honorable and amazing person. But um, <clears throat> I know he'd be a Bills fan right now. He's a cow. He was a Cowboys fan. And um <laughs> I know they couldn't help him out and get him a win, but I know he'd be rooting for the Bills right now. But um, Bills and Chiefs is basically a rematch of the AFC Championship last year, and we got the best of them this year at, at Arrowhead. So we're going back to Arrowhead, and um, this will be another hill to get over for the road to the Super Bowl. Again, people count us out and, you know, they like to compare Allen and Mahomes and say, well, Mahomes has done it consistently and Allen is spurts, and that's not true. They're both excellent, amazing quarterbacks in their own right. And it's not about who's better. It's just about let's actually just admire how fantastic both of them are instead of trying to say, oh, Mahomes or Allen or this. Like They're both better at certain things, and they both lead their team to, to championship caliber football. But um, a rematch – you know they're two one against the against us in the last two seasons, and you know they remember that loss at home, and they're a different team since the last game as well as we are, and you know it's going to be very challenging for both teams. And I believe firmly that whoever can win this game will at least be in the Super Bowl, whether they win it or not. Us. Up, to, you know, up to see, but I firmly believe that whoever wins this game will be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. So, as far as what the Bills have to do to to secure a victory, is we got to continue to feed Motor. We have seen the ability that he's been able to to pr provide for us with more carries. You know, in the beginning, I always uh, had to preface it by saying this, like always, 
he was getting five to seven carries a game, and people were wondering why he's not having the same output as his rookie season. And it's just simple. It just takes some people more to to get going. Like I, always, I mentioned this before, you take Derrick Henry, you give him five carries, he might get two yards. But then you give him five more, he'll have 102 yards. So it's all about opportunity. He's an opportunistic player. He can catch. He can run. He can hit you hard. He can cut fast. He's a one-cut bat. He's he's just elusive. He, he has so many good good qualities about him. And continuing to get him the rock is pivotal, especially because it keeps the defense honest, and then it keeps the focus away from Josh Allen. And Allen's able to scramble and run the ball and pass the ball. We cannot shoot ourselves in the foot, especially against this team. I forgot the official's name, but we drew a guy and a crew that does not really call interference and uh, holdings in the secondary. And we know we've seen it and it's not, it's not hating or anything, but the chief secondary does play very handsy and could, you know, essentially change the outcome of a catch because of what they're doing. But we can't worry about that. We have to beat, you know, beat them regardless of what they're going to be doing and what the officials say, because you don't want to look at this game as a player or a fan and say, well, the ref did that. You know, you just have to go out there and play your, your brand of football. And one thing about the Buffalo Bills that was said for weeks was they're soft, they're weak, they're not physical, they can't tackle. Whereas I can agree to a point about the tackling. It's not that they can't tackle, it's just they were arm tackling because they're very physical. But the last few weeks we've been showing that we're a very physical team and that that soft mentality that people were trying to put on us is not true. And definitely got out physical. The Chiefs, they got a, a very, very good offensive line. They got Chris Jones, which who we're going to talk about, and a, a couple other great guys in the defensive line. They got a great rookie, and Nick Bolton. I didn't put him down as a key player, but he's very good. And there's a lot of guys to key in on, and we got to play physical because, as we saw in the Patriots game, from the first snap of the game, we, we, we punched them in the mouth, and they fell, and they didn't get back up. And, you know, granted, you can't expect another seven for seven touchdown game, but you still can play with the same intensity. Dane Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace have been playing phenomenal in the absence of Trey White. And this is a game where they're really going to have to step up because you've got so many weapons on the Chiefs. They're very quick. They're very good. They're very good at catching and running routes and being physical in the routes. So this is going to be their biggest game that they've played. And I believe that they're up to the challenge. You know, especially Levi's stepping into the quarterback one role and Dane has been holding his own. So we're going to have to really have them step up. And then with Trey, not, not Trey, but with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the second, in the, in the safeties, you know, we have a lot of room we can work with because they can cover a lot of ground and they're, and they're good tacklers and they're, they're ball hawks. So, you know, if, we give up a blown coverage once they're going to be right there to pick up Terry kill or Nicole Hardman, whoever. So they got to step up. I, and I truly believe that they will. Another huge key for this is you have to get home with four and maintain the gap integrity because I noticed with uh, when they played the Steelers, the Steelers were rushing four, but they were stunting and doing things that were keeping them out of the gaps and then Mahomes was able to scramble and create something out of nothing. And we saw in the last game when we played him, we did a very good job of keeping him secure inside that pocket and not allowing him 
to use his feet, even though he runs really weird. I don't know how he's fast, but he was able to to make something out of nothing. And I think that's a that's a, the main key with getting home with four. It's not just doing it, but not allowing him to make something out of nothing like Josh Allen can do. The other thing, red zone defense is huge with this team. They have so many weapons. And you've seen even Travis Kelsey, a tight end, who's very, very excellent at his job, throw a touchdown pass in the playoffs. What they what they do in the red zone, not only can they do it normally, they do a lot of trickery as well. So this is going to be a huge uh, red zone defense game. The last three games, they're 75% in the red zone. So that's a recipe for wins. So we have to play better red zone defense than they do red zone offense. Now getting into some of the Chiefs players. Chris Jones, who was not in the game when we played the first time, However, I don't think it would have changed anything just for the fact of at that time that he missed that one game, the weeks prior, they put him at defensive end, which was like really head scratching to me. You're putting a guy who gets 10, 20 sacks as a defensive tackle and a defensive end, and he just gets pushed out and that's it. Like, oh, he takes the outside edge and then they, boop, there you go. He's vicious in the inside. So that was a huge mistake and a part of the reason why their defense was one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL history the first five weeks was because they one of their, their biggest playmakers was out of position. Not that he can't do it. It's just they were expecting the same result as if he was a D-tackle, which didn't make sense. But 10 sacks for him, one forced fumble, 65 pressures. This is a guy who, who could single-handedly wreck a game. And um, you saw it in the Cowboys game. You know, he got to Dak a lot and, you know, Biotish and, you know, their their guards couldn't have an answer for him, you know, for Dallas. So this is going to be a huge game for left guard Ryan Bates, center Mitch Morris and Darrell Williams. You know, Rick, Rick Bates, they call him Rick, but Ryan or Rick Bates has been absolutely phenomenal at guard. Mitch Morris is an incredible center, very smart. He's one of the best of the position, even though Creed Humphrey, the other center on the other team, is rated number one who's very good also, but Mitch Morris has that veteran experience. He's very intelligent and he's very, he's very tough and strong. So they're going to have their hands full because he's a key player. And you don't also, if you draw two, two people to him and you stick with it, then another guy's going to be open. So we got to do a lot of shift blocks and going down the line and shifting it all this way or this way and double team and going to another guy just to, just to just slow him down just a little bit. And then Travis Kelsey, who I mentioned, who threw a touchdown pass in the playoff game, 92 receptions, 1,125 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns tied for the league with Hunter Henry and Dawson Knox for most touchdowns for a tight end. And um, when he's targeted, he's – I think it was um, – sorry, I can't read my own writing right now. It was uh, 103 point something, but it's incredible. You know, it basically catches everything. So – Limiting his ability in the game like we did the first time. Him and Tariq Hill were pretty quiet. That's a huge key, even just stopping one of them or limiting one of them, you know. And um, the next one, McCole Hardman. He's very quick and speedy, good gadget guy. 59 receptions, 693 receiving yards, two touchdowns. He's a guy that, you know, when we got no Trey White, you know, you got Hill to worry about. You got McCole Hardman to worry about. You got... Travis Kelsey to worry about, you, got, you know, Edwards Hilaire, if he's playing to worry about, or McKinnon, the guy that just played absolutely amazing last game. There's so many people to key in on 
So McCall Hardman's going to be a guy that's probably going to look to quite often. And then, of course, you know, Tyron Matthew, another great defensive player, not as good as Jordan Poyer and, and Micah Hyde, but three interceptions, 65 tackles. He's always in the right place at the right time. He's very instinctual. He's a, he's a great player. And like I said, the first time Josh Allen's going to have to be mindful of where he's at all, at all times. You know, I have my own feelings about Tariq Hill, but we're talking about football. He's a good football player, 111 receptions, 1,239 yards, nine touchdowns. The fastest guy in the game, you know, especially with no Trey White, it's going to be very dependent on safety help to bracket him like we did the first time in the cover two and make sure he's okay. Uh, he's not killing us with a deep ball. I know they're going to be looking for that. And don't be surprised if they go for that the first couple you know drives of the game. Frank Clark, a defensive end, very he's a he's a he's a stud. He's very good on the edge. Five sacks, two forced fumbles. He's very quick off the ball, kind of like how Ed Oliver is and AJ Epinesa. Not as quick, but he's very quick. And you know he, whether he's lined up on Deion Dawkins or Spencer Brown, it's going to be going to be a tough ask. You know they've been they've been phenomenal, but you know every game is a, a new a new a new beast to watch out for. And speaking of beast, Melvin Ingram, we all remember what he did to us in the Steelers game, and he wasn't on the Chiefs last time we played, so we've got to put that into account as well. But you could say that you know they didn't have this, they didn't have that, but we also were we didn't have Matt Milano, and our offensive line wasn't the same. So you know both teams have new things that we're going to be seeing for the first time against each other. Three sacks, one forced fumble, forty-two pressures, ten quarterback hits. This guy is a, is a machine, and there's so many people to watch out for in the Chiefs defense. As bad as it was in the beginning of the year, historically bad, they've turned a corner and they've been solid. You know, they said from week 16 to now they're they're number one in points per game. Although we're the number one defense for the entire year, but since week six they turned a corner. They moved Chris Jones back on the D tackle, and you know they've they've been they've been phenomenal. So. Guys, thank you for so much, you know, for being here and uh, understanding. And, you know, it's, it's a tough road ahead. And I'm not trying to do I wasn't doing this for sympathy or anything like that. I just you guys have the right to know as the people who support my channel of what's going on. And um, thank you so much for all that love and support. And I know he's looking down right now and he's rooting for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And he's going to be right next to me watching the game. And um you know, it's going to be a great matchup. Like I said, I think whoever wins this game will be in the championship or being the Super Bowl. And why not the Buffalo Bills, right? You know, we have the, the team for it. We have the quarterback, the coach, the mentality, the defense. Everything's coming together at the right time. We're healthy. You know, we, we got the offensive line right at the right time. We have the guys built for this. We have the guys that want this. We know they want this. We see it in every single play that they have. So why not Buffalo? I wear that sweatshirt all the time. Why not Buffalo? Also, a couple of days ago, I put in the order for the shirts. I could check my messages, but you know, there's a few of them in there, so I have to look around. But if you remember that you put one order in, I know there's a medium, a large, two larges, and three extra larges. So if you remember which one you were, please DM me. And sorry, this video was a little bit longer. Well, let me know um, what, what your comments are, how you feel the game's going to go, who's your guys to key in on, who's your guys that the, the Chiefs should worry about. I know there's a few Chiefs fans and um, who are the guys at the, the Chiefs story about for the Bills. And um, thanks again, everybody, for the love and support. Until next time, go Bills, baby. Let's get this W.